Good enough. And that's how this show will be good enough. Good enough. That's the way I like to do everything. So this will be our first Blues Hockey Podcast uh, three-way. Nice. I guess. Oh, yeah. I like a three-way. <laughs> so there we, we go. the wife into that. It's like a trident <laughs> three-way. <laughs> Correct. That's well, you're three pronged. That is, uh, those are dildos, but that is, I don't, I don't know what a trident is. <laughs> this is a recording, right? It is. Uh, <laughs> That's so, a great league reference, by the way. Yeah. So, anyway, so I can watch that show. Yeah, awesome show. So we will uh, get into this week's show. So as you notice, there is one extra voice there this week. So we have the illustrious Jeff Ponder. Illustrious. Yeah. I like that. That's beautiful. Has joined us this week to uh, get some additional insights. So we tried to work it up last week, but it was an extremely busy week for you with the trade deadline and multiple games. So I think I wrote eight articles in three days. Yeah. So yeah, you're that busy. Was pretty tough. I just had this vision of you as, like, the guy, I think it's in the Southwest Airlines commercial, where he's typing and his fingers just blow off. <laughs> Pretty much. I feel like sometimes, like, I'll get up from the computer, and I'll try to move my fingers, and they won't move. Oh. And I'm like, I need to take the rest of the night off. Yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's tough. Yeah. I'd have to get one of those devices where you could talk, talk it. and it just dictates See, I trying. do that, but then it always changes my words to something worse than autocorrect. Damn you, autocorrect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have a, only a couple of games to go over this week. It's a short week for games. Yeah, and then we'll also talk about upcoming week, and also we'll get Jeff's thoughts on the Blues acquisitions this week at the trade deadline, since obviously... You couldn't able to make it last week. I don't really have anything to say about that. They're okay. And we're done. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. All right. Yep. See you guys. Uh, but let's jump into this week's uh, game. So just two games ago. So they're finishing up their five-game road trip and got done with the little Western Canada swing, coming back into the States, and they go up to Philadelphia, who is struggling quite a bit lately on the, what, fringe of the wild card spot pretty much of the east you know what if you uh want to give me a second i can tell you exactly how many points they're out right now but they uh they're battling it's kind of a long shot but yeah they're, they're there they're there but they're like one of the outside shots kind of like how dallas is on the west i think right they're pretty much they need a mathematically lot of fall. Math, yeah. yeah mathematically yes they can still make it which by the way and we've all been through that for years as blues fans whenever you start using the term we're still mathematically in it <laughs> you're not in it yeah uh, let's just, uh, what is it, five points out right now? They're uh, 69 points tied with Ottawa for, uh, well, that doesn't matter. But, yeah, but they're 69 points out. Boston has the second wild card at 74 points. And so. Boston is beating the bejesus out of Detroit today. Oh, so there Good you go. The it was, last, I think it was, what was it, two Sundays ago when we were? Yeah. We were watching the game, it was the other way around, so it was yep. interesting. I'm going to totally interject. You guys still hate Detroit? Not, I do. Not as much as I used to. Um... I think in a perfect world, we would play them for the Cup. That would be awesome. I'd love I would that. love to see that. But I think it's waned. I think I've since the realignment, it's. I think Chicago, it's grown. But I think the Detroit hate has turned into the LA Kings hate. I think yeah, kinda, I, I think can kind of see that. I kind of think that's how it happened due to the, what happened in the playoffs and kind of uh, yeah. 
that kind of thing compared to the past. Kind of like the Blues would more likely face Detroit in those spots compared to L.A. Right. And uh, so I think it's kind of what's happened. It's still there. Like we still see them. Like you still see the jerseys compared to. Man, I remember going in the back in the day. They'd have like a big old section of like upper the Blackhawks now. Yeah, not Blackhawks now. So it's all over the place. Yeah, it's. Uh, I noticed that when they were here, I didn't feel the hate as much. But I'll be watching the game, like you said today, with Boston. The first time I saw, you know, oh, I turned the game on. It's Boston, Detroit. I'm thinking, come on, Boston. Like, yeah. I still definitely root against them. Yeah. I, you know, the thing that I, I, I think I still hate about them is every year for the last half dozen years, you're like. This is a year that team's going to be too old to really do anything. <laughs> yeah, and they just motor along. <laughs> like you know, is this the year that they will break the Blues record for most consecutive years, or was that last year? I think it's, it's this year. year. Next is year. It th- is next, it next year. This year they tie. No, I think it's next year. I thought we had like a. I thought they either tied last year and break it this year, or tied. Weren't they this at twenty three last year? I thought it was twenty three yeah. last year, and then year. we're at twenty four or twenty five. Is twenty four? I think it's twenty four. Okay. So let's. Uh, so I think yeah, they we can tie have this an year. Interim statistician here. Yeah. Come on, guys. Anybody that's wants to really on the, That's really the last thread of real hate I have for them is I don't want them. To take that last year was like pretty much the most realistic. Well, not realistic. I mean, they damn near lost it. Yeah, they they had to play really well down the stretch to make it last year. They made it. So last year was like the. I think that's why everybody was kind of watching it last year. And then they got s kicked by Boston in the first round. Correct. All right, one more question before we get into everything. Least favorite Red Wing of all time. Go, Steve Eisman. Steve Eisman. Wow. That uh, shot still kills me. It, I, you know, the shot, that goal annoys me more than any goal in the history of the NHL or any sporting event ever. But I will say I respected Eisman and I like Eisman. I, 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 hate him. I, I hate him because he's so good. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, 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 I can uh, see that. I think and the I shot, too. i got to say Bob Probert. Bob, Bob Probert's Probert. up there for me. I mean, because he was a Blackhawk, too. Yeah. That adds to and it. And Chelios. Oh man, He didn't play as much with Detroit. I, I, I hate him more. Though. I hate, <clears throat> he didn't play long Holmstrom enough for me. Tomas Holmstrom's up there. Kurt yeah. Maltby, Chris Draper, the grind line. Martin. I tell you, McCarty. Oh, I tell you, the oh, guy who Martin I I hated him, but only because he wasn't on my team was better off. Yeah, I watch that. I could watch that dude play every day. He's kind of like Dotsuk. Like mm-hmm. I like Dotsuk, but I hate him because he's not a blue. But, yeah, like, that's, that's how Fedorov was back in the I day. I kind of smile every time I see Tarasenko wearing 91 because I know why he's wearing 91. Yep. And I'm yeah. like, totally get it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's good. So a little sidebar there. So we'll jump into the game this week. So the Philly game, which Chris and I missed. Parts. I saw the last 10 minutes. I missed, I, saw, I came home to the bad part of the game. Me so too. That's, uh, not yeah, I should have stopped watching the game. Good Lord. I know. We should have like, We had our hockey game. We should have stayed our hockey game. When, we, when our game was over, it was one nothing Blues at the end of two. Yeah. And by the time I got home, it was tied. It was, yeah. I, got, I, I walked in the door, highly dropped my, our goalie mic off, and then they just scored. And then I got home. Uh, went to the bathroom, came out, and then they scored again. So I was like, oh, um, I'm going to leave. But anyway, <laughs> so let's jump into the game this week. So uh, so first period, start off pretty decent for the Blues. Uh, Jaden Schwartz gets a nice pass from Vladimir Tarasenko after he intercepted a very bad uh, transition pass mm-hmm. from the uh, Philly D. So 12:52, Jaden Schwartz gets his 21st of the year from Vladimir Tarasenko off a really nice uh, upper corner shot on goalie Steve Mason. Yeah, that uh, that STL line seems like they're starting to come on again. Uh, 
you know, they will get to the Toronto game here in a bit, but they played a really good game that night and, uh, you know, big goal there. I think uh, Jaden Schwartz has really come on as, as a perennial player for this team. He's fantastic. Which he really kind of was almost, quote-unquote, the forgotten guy in that first round. Like, everybody was so focused on the Tarasenko pick when it happened. Yeah, I agree. Like, everybody was so kind of, oh, we got this guy when he should have been a top-five pick and so on and so forth. And I know he kind of really said, like, oh, this Jaden Schwartz guy. Like, that kind of never really – at least now, now is I think he's getting kind of the due with Blues fans compared to, well, last year, let's say, too, a little bit. But when he first got drafted, even in his rookie year, I think he really wasn't viewed upon as kind of a... I agree. Almost could be a core guy, kind of would be a, a supplementary player I more than anything. But now you have to look at him as almost a core guy. I put Schwartz in, in an elite group for this team. There's two guys on this team, I think, that they play a different game and they're not in the lineup. One is Jaden Schwartz. Who do you guys think I would say the number two guy is? The other guy who's probably hurt. Kevin Shattenkirk. Kevin Shattenkirk. I think when those two are out of the lineup, you see a completely different Blues team. 100%. Bacchus, you know, he's out. It hurts. Oshie hurts. It hurts when these guys are out. But they play a completely different style when when Shattenkirk or Schwartz are out. It's noticeable. I think the other thing with that STL line is as much praise as Schwartz and Tarasenko get for goal scoring is you can't look past the hands and the playmaking ability that Laterra has brought to those guys. Like he's, he has an ability to know where both of those guys are without even having to look. And it's, it's great when that line is clicking, I would put them against almost every line in the NHL. Yep. So like early on, like uh, when I was listening to the game on the way home or might've been last night, whatever it was, but anyway, Chase was talking with Kerber, and they were basically going on and on about the STL line and how they've been struggling lately and how Tarasenko has one goal in his last nine and so on and so forth. And Chase's big deal is like, this is why I don't like the you know new advanced stats or any of that, you know, any of these statistician guys saying, you can't tell me that these guys are not drawing different lines now compared to the first 30 games. How they sure. might have been drawing. Absolutely they are. Drawing third, maybe even fourth line guys at the time. And then now they're probably drawing first or a shutdown line compared to four. Yeah. So that was their kind of thing. So I kind of agree with that. So, and also, you know, Lotero was hurt. Schwartz has, you know, probably been dinged up. Yep. And, you know, Tarasenko might be as well. So who knows? But uh, hopefully this is a step in the right direction. So the Blues kind of keep it even on shots pretty much through uh, two, yep. 21 to 22 in their favor. And then going the to the third. The third period, though, with that, I mean, sorry, the second period was. I mean, it was the Blues got 12 shots on goal, but Philadelphia really started taking it to them. They had 14 shots. I can remember two saves in particular where Brian Elliott really had to come up big, and and uh, you kind of got that inkling feeling of uh oh, yeah. uh oh, one nothing lead going to the second or going to the third period. This could spell bad news for the Blues, and well, we all know it kind of did. And unfortunately, they couldn't hold it <laughs> at the 9:47 mark. Michael Delzato, a shot from the point, gets through traffic. And he gets his ninth of the year from Matt Reed and Luke Shen. So uh, pretty sad, pretty much just the Philadelphia was turning it up here. And Michael Dozano was able to get through a shot through. And this is a guy that nobody wanted last year, too. And he's kind of found a niche oh, here. A better and, uh, defenseman. Yeah. And he's found a, a niche here in Philly. So it looks like he'll probably – I don't know if they signed him beyond this year or not. I'll have to look into that. So I think they sent him to one year, but I could be wrong. But yeah. this goal uh, was – Frustrating to say the least. It was uh, 
the, the first line was out there with Petrangelo and Gunnarsson on, on D and uh, just miscommunication. Uh, Oshie was pointing to the left yep. point saying, you know, I think he was telling Steen to go cover that guy. But in the meantime, he was leaving his guy, Delzato, wide open in the point. Gunnarsson tries to block the shot. Instead, he completely just screens Elliott. Yeah. It's one goal. It sucks, but at the same time, it's a bad goal. You gotta have better yeah. team defense from your top line. Because like Oshie turned around and was basically—I don't want to say pick because that would be interference—but was basically screened off from being able to get back to Delzato. And I mean, there was nobody around Delzato at all. Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, Philly turns up the heat and pulls ahead at the 11:37 mark. Wayne Simmons, this 26th of the year, uh, leading the way. For Philly and goals, I didn't realize that until uh, we were at the till watching this game. Yep. And he gets a, a assist uh, from Mark Strait and Matt Reed with his second assist in two minutes. Yeah, that was the one where Petrangelo fell down in the yeah. neutral zone. Yeah. And once again, that was the Blues' top line out there. They recovered. Every player got back in the play. But, I mean, that was something that they left. There was two guys right in front of Simmons, and he was able to get a stick right in the ground tip the shot or tip the pass or whatever you want to call it from uh, Luke Shen or Matt Reed or whoever it was. Uh, Mark, uh, oh, Mark Strike. Yeah. The puck finds star players, and that's what happened. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, he's, he's coming to his players. own. He's coming to his own. When he got signed to that kind of big contract uh, after getting traded for uh, – who did he come over for? Who is this? Wayne Simmons. He was oh, in he was L.A. In the, for... uh, the, the Richards deal. That's right. He is in the Mike Richards deal, which yeah. that turned out to be a pretty decent uh, deal. Borchek was No, it wasn't Borchek. Borchek was in the Carter deal. It was Simmons and somebody else. Bottle uh, Bra- uh, Shen. Rome sounds right. Uh, Shen? Braden Shen. Braden Shen. Yeah, that. that's who it was. Man, two good pieces there. But uh, Wayne Simmons has come to his own. He was kind of looked at like a third-line type guy in that trade. and He's looking pretty much the player we liked Chris Stewart to turn into. Uh, you would hope. Yeah. Well, but, uh, I guess not anymore. Well, I mean, no. we, but the Blues wanted to be. This is yeah. the type of what you would like out of Oh, I agree. Like I that. agree. He showed, so, he showed flashes of being able to be a Wayne yeah. Simmons, and Wayne Simmons is showing that he is that guy. Yeah, and he's a yeah, really good player. So, unfortunately, the Blues did not know how to keep the puck in the zone or get a At shot. At la The last, like, five minutes where it was extremely frustrating where no organization just seemed like it was – Almost like you're watching a high school hockey game where they know they got to score a goal, and then just every guy's like, I got it, and just try and bring him to the zone, stop, yeah. puck goes the other end, restart. And then, I don't know how many times I, if I had to rewatch that. One and done a lot. I would say that probably happened at least seven times in the last five minutes where they just get in. be no setup, no, even when they pulled the goalie at the two minute mark, there's really no kind of cohesiveness or it didn't any seem kind like of setup. hockey at all. The only time they finally got it going, the shot was blocked at the point, a Gunnarsson shot, and then. Yeah. It was cleared, and then Michael Raffle gets his 15th of the year from Pierre-Edward Bellamar. Eh, let's uh, go with that. Bellamare, I Bellamare believe. And Luke Shen. So uh, Philly goes on to win this 3-1, to one, and this is the game where Nashville has lost once again. And they are in a massive skid, and Blues could have pulled it within two here. Yep. With a game against the, you know, another team that's really struggling, Toronto Maple Leafs, on the horizon where you might be able to pull within even, but unfortunately it is not to be. So, thoughts on this game? I thought the Blues really let up. I mean, the Blues have lost, I think, after this game, two games all year where they've been ahead going into the third period. Yeah. The Blues are a team where if you have a lead going into the third, 
it's pretty much a wrap. And you just saw, I don't want to say the team quit, but they stopped playing their game and really almost went into a 20-minute-long prevent defense. Hitchcock it, it was work. Hitchcock was very upset at the end of this game. It was understandably so. I mean, you you expect more from your, your top line giving up. I mean, there were minus three. There was four guys, I think, that were minus three. I think Gunnarsson wasn't out there for the last goal. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's poor. You can't let that happen. This time of year, you need your top line to be your top line. And when you're fighting for, when you're fighting to take the division, like, these are the games you need. It's a team that you should beat. I mean, when you're the St. Louis Blues and you're a team as talented as them, you know that you're in every game. But there are games where you know you should win. And this is a game that you should win. You're playing a struggling team. Even though you're on the road, even though it's in the middle of a five-game road trip, it's not really a five-game road trip because you had, what, three days of rest? Yeah, they, they came home too, yeah. yeah. So you're rested, you're ready to go, and you have the lead going into the third, and you choked on it. Yeah. I so, mean, in plain English, you just choked. Yeah, so a disappointing game, to say the least. So they're going go to go up to Toronto. Hockey Which night usually Canada. cures all ills when you're playing hockey. Still, just you never know what team would be going to show up. Did you guys up. see heading into this game what the uh, Maple Leafs record is in the last 25 games? No, no, good. it's always five bad. and yeah. 20. Jeez, five and 20! Holy cow, yeah. that's crazy. British Indians got a lot of work to do in this <laughs> game. A lot. In this game, strap the skates sure on at this point. Good lord. Yeah, you could bring it back any former <laughs> Maple Leaf great, and they would probably. Play better than somebody Bales like Poppins, Darcy probably. Tucker. Yeah, that was a good call. <laughs> I was going to say Wendell Clark, but you know, there you go, Wendell. Okay, so not David. As long Carson. as it's not Nick Kiprios, that's all no, I care about. True. How about Matt Sundin? Oh, oh yeah, there you anybody. go. But uh, or Doug Gilmore, there you go. We throw pacifier. Oli Jokinen. Oh. oh, wait, too soon. He was there. It's not too soon. <laughs> Been more than ten years, so it's true. True. So we're going to this Toronto game and. Uh, some notes we'll, we'll go over after the game about the possible return of a former blue that could have happened but didn't. So we'll talk about that after Instead this. Instead, we got another guy. So we will talk about this game where the Blues came out uh, flying and pretty much dominated this game from start to finish. Two there. former Blues ended up with great assists. Well, one ended up with the great assist. One actually got a goal. So they played it extremely well. So at the 1449 mark, James Schwartz gets his 22nd. From Tarasenko and Laterra. Pretty similar to the Philly goal, which is like yeah. crazy. Just comes in. Toronto's defense all night. Well, they just left the back end. Like, there's no... Have Eric Let's Lord. stop. I was going to say, <laughs> who, was guarding, who was guarding Schwartz on that play? Uh, number two. Eric Brewer, who was used as a screen. That dude was backing up as fast as he could. And then we'll go over the, all the goals in the first period here. 16-30, T.G. Oshie gets a really nice goal. His 18th of the year from Steen and Brian Elliott with his third assist of the I year. I believe also at the expense of Eric Brewer. No, I think that was Tarasenko who used him as a screen. Right? Yeah, I think so. This one was uh, where he came in with the backhand, yeah. right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. In the 1945 right. mark, Vladimir Tarasenko was 32nd of the year to lead the Blues. Identical to the short goal. Yep. yep. And from Laterra and Gunnarsson. So, a ton of stuff happened there. Uh, so... Like we said, the Schwartz goal. Rifle. Rifle. Uh, pass uh, Jonathan Bernier, who I've always really liked, and I feel really bad for the guy. Because yeah. that guy. He has think, no defense in front of him. Yeah. As we said, the Blues racked up 40 plus shots against the, 
They tied, they tied their season high of 44 shots this game. That's I was huge. six I shots know. away from being correct on my tweet after the first period. Yep, 50, after the 50 first goals. period, I was like, I don't want to jinx it, but we could really put 50-plus shots on net and a half a dozen in goal. Yep. It's uh, you know, I know we like to complain about Eric Brewer, but you know, really, it wasn't he just him. He sucks. That that Maple Leafs defense does not give Bernier any help. They we talk about the Blues backing in on plays. Yeah. They really don't attack, and they've got, some, they've got some guys that should be aggressive defensemen. They just claps and claps. Enough is not a bad defenseman. He he is. This is my analogy, which people may or may not. I don't get it. No, anyway, no. Oh, okay. He's almost What's like the Barrick Jackman coming out of the uh, lockout for what the Toronto Maple Leafs were to the Blues. Are you talking about Brewer? No, I'm talking about uh, Phaneuf. Floppy seconds? Yes, because okay. he pretty much is a guy who shouldn't be a number one no, I guy. He's, he'd be a really good second-pairing guy. Like if, some, if the Blues acquired him for a second-pairing guy, I wouldn't complain. Well, they honestly. talked about the Red Wings getting him at the trade deadline. I think that would have been perfect. I think, I think been, almost every time. trying to. Yeah. NHL Network was trying to trade yeah, him. Yeah, they sure were. That was all they talked about. For 30 minutes, they were trying <laughs> to get That's why I watched it for like 30 minutes on my lunch break, and I was just like, sorry, does anybody else get traded yet? Because they're trying to trade Dion Phaneuf, so I'm going to just stop watching. But <laughs> So, I mean, they, their defense, like we were saying, just backed in. Well, and, and look in. at the shots from that first period. 17-5 to yeah. five for the Blues. That is atrocious. Yeah, it uh, was bad. So, goalie change in the second period. Shocking. Uh, for rhyme. no rhyme or reason. Oh. 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 <laughs> See what I, what I did there? It's a, it's a, it's a, Use his name as like a thing. Aha. And Aha. it didn't help. So no, not so much. And the Blues get their first shorthanded goal in over almost thirty games, pretty close. I think it was twenty nine games, I think. Toronto's league leading tenth shorthanded. Yes, Chris <laughs> Butler gets his third goal of the year from Jaden Schwartz and Yori Laterra. This was awesome work by those two guys. Laterra yeah. and Schwartz were just in that zone, pretty much cycling back and forth. They're getting. Let's say it, this is the mo- the weirdest shorthanded goal you'll ever see because it. Mm-hmm. Resembled nothing like a shorthanded. Game. It looked like we were on the power play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just like that's our how standard. bad Toronto is. It was just keep it in the zone. They were just cycling back and forth, and they seemed like no urgency on Toronto's end to get the puck. They were just trying to defend. They didn't really like. We have one more guy out here. We should probably put three guys on this guy and get the way. Yeah, but then credit to Schwartz and Lotera as well for keeping that puck alive the whole time. Feeding it back to the Butler, who just a bomb of a shot and. Yeah. Top corner on Reimer, who waved at it, at least. You know, made some he made an effort. effort. Yeah. They just like, start trying for enough. Oh. Boom! There's another roll. one. What is that? He's on a roll. <laughs> no, you know, and, and to say this, too, the good thing the Maple Leafs fired their head coach when they were in a playoff spot, right? Yeah. I mean, he was really oh, holding them back. Oh, uh, that <laughs> roster. I mean, they're going to have some... Work to do in the offseason. No kidding. So that team is, rehire Randy Carlisle. That team is terrible. <laughs> Dude, they are they are praying. I think there's people literally literally praying to whatever guy they need to right now to hopefully Mike Babcock changes his mind and does not come back to Detroit. Why? Or, you know, my question is why would he not go back to Detroit at this point? No doubt. There's like, uh, why, would wanna, why would you want to? Why would you want the only thing you could only uh, if he really wants, which I'm sure he has some kind of say over the roster in Detroit. Unless he wants like full like the title of like I want everything to do like a Keenan type role where oh. you're just you get to shape the roster in your image or whatever. Right. Yeah, which basically that works all the time. Which basically <laughs> you could do in Toronto because they have a bunch of guys that they'll Maybe probably want to train Kessel. 
They'll probably try and trade Phaneuf in the offseason. They're going to be retaining a lot of salary. Yep. Mm-hmm. So well, they can be because they've got the money. they got the deep pockets. Like the Nathan the, Horton deal. Yeah, Dan Bilesmo, welcome to Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> it could happen. So I'm surprised he hasn't popped up yet, honestly. Mike Kitchen, welcome to Toronto. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be interesting. interesting. But the scoring has not stopped, even though we keep talking about it. Can't stop. Stuff. Won't stop. Hey, 13-36. Paul Stasny gets a power play goal. It's 13th of the year from Oceanstein. Great play. Just cuts across the middle. And I think it was every single one of the goals were top corner shots. Like three, yeah. At least three of the five I counted yeah. were top corner shots and from different spots, which is Butler's was, I think, a top corner. This one I labeled as a top corner one. And uh, Schwartz was a top corner one. Um, Tarasenko's I thought was off the post and in, but I think it was like about underneath the uh, blocker arm yeah. area. So. We talked about defense backing in. If you really want to look at a, 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 of that happening in this game, watch, watch this, this goal. goal. Oh my god! They just let him skate right to the slot and take a perfect shot. Yeah, I mean, no, no chance. Man, Fifteen to feet out. Let's 15, be honest. It's out. not like the backhand pass from Oshi to uh, to to uh, Stasny was like that nice of a pass. It just kind of floated there. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised that actually Stasny was able to get to that puck. Yeah. There was four guys in the vicinity of Stasny. And they just stood there and watched. Yeah, it was terrible. I, they really just stood and watched him do his thing. I feel bad for I know, don't. all the Maple Leafs fans. All well, like, the fans, dude, you get to pay the amount of money you pay to go watch that game? Uh, oh, that's true. my God. Good point. I, I have a couple friends that went to the game up there. and uh, That was probably good. They loved it. Oh, they yeah, they would definitely happy. love it, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure for any yeah, of them. Uh, I fan. mean, it just sucks because this is a bad team to watch right now. I mean, I know we talked, you know, we all watched the, the Blues in the mid-2000s, but they, to me, at least made games close. Maple Leafs. Tried to. At least there was just, effort there. I think that's what yeah. it's like. There was effort, but just sometimes the talent wasn't And that's there. the thing, too, is that, like, Jay There's talent on this team. Yeah, that's Jay, what I mean. Jay McClement was our top center. I love Jay. Oh, my God. But, He's, man, he... Is not, not a top, top line center. center. They've got a roster of guys. That yeah, they've got good dudes. Plenty of teams would want to have on their roster. Tyre Bozak isn't that bad of a center. He's nope. A, uh, Joffrey Looper isn't that bad. Nope. Phil Kessel? Not bad. Dion Phaneuf, like we talked about, is There's not bad. There's a lot bad. of loopholes in this team. Hey, uh, all right. That's a hat trick. Boom, boom, boom. Was it <laughs> Audrey, yeah, I mean, he's good. Yeah, so, I mean, they got enough guys, but uh, not, their defense isn't awful either. Like, I really like Riley. Yeah. I really like uh, Gardner. I like both those guys. Those are your two building blocks back there. Riley so. is going to be a heck of a defenseman yeah. in this league. So you need to, those are two building blocks and go from there. Wow. So, unfortunately, uh, Brian Elliott gets the Ryan Miller shutout. Yes, he so, does. So, 259 mark. David Booth gets his third of the year from Jake Gardner and Peter Holland. Um, Terry Limbaugh was bad. He kind of did his own back and in thing, but he barely missed getting this with his stick yeah. for the Centering. It was an awesome pass by Gardner, too. It was. It was. I mean, and it right on Boost Stick, was in the front, deflects it past uh, Brian Elliott. So, unfortunately, no Ryan Miller shutout. Uh, no, they, he got the Ryan Miller. Oh, he got the Ryan Miller. No regular shutout. He gets yeah. the Ryan Miller shutout. Uh, the Blues are not done scoring, and they get the fluke goal tonight from David Backus. It's 22nd of the year. Scored by Roman Pollock. At 10.36 mark from Tina Petrangelo, and with an assist from Roman Pollock, too. Yeah. Uh, this. Roman Pollock, technically the goal scorer. Uh, the, this, uh, <laughs> they know we had a pass from uh, Bacchus from uh, you know from Bacchus to Oshi, yep. which if that got through, it might have been Oshi's goal anyway because oh, yeah. uh, Reimer was not really reacting. And almost that whole other side, if Oshi still deflected onto on the net. Oshi I damn near touched he, it after the deflection by Pollock anyway. Yeah, so yeah, unfortunately it goes in off the skate. 
Yeah, I've that, been there before. Yeah, it's happened. I, I, I did it. Mike. I did it last. <laughs> I did it two weeks ago against our boy Mike. He's uh, he pissed off at me. I literally tried doing exactly pull. I did the came in front. I tried kicking it off to the into the corner. So I kicked it right into the top corner of our net, and he was pissed. If my Sunday night goalie is listening, I know that he's making some joke about how Roman Polak pondered that one. Oh, <laughs> and also let's not forget uh, our buddy Josh who put one in on his own team. Last week? Two, two weeks, weeks ago? ago was that on you? No, I thought it was the one last week where they where we didn't think it counted at first and then it did. Oh yeah, that's I remember now. That's right. So correct. So and the blues wrap this one up. Six to I one. Thought Mike was gonna punch him in yeah, the face. True. Yeah, but, how about that Steve Ott fight? That was awesome. Man. Yeah. That was Ott awesome. Yeah. He got blown up. Yeah. That was a good punch, man. That was yeah. a great punch. It happens. Hate yeah. giving props to someone else on uh, also, the team, but minus we're going to give props to that. Also, we'll give Fanuf a little uh, props and a hit on Oshi. Oh, that was you say he left his. You say he left his. And look, the I one angle they show, it looked like he left his skates. I watched the one that I saw on somebody on um, was on Twitter. Saw somebody put it on there, and I mean it was shoulder to shoulder. It was shoulder to shoulder because he could have he could have lit Oshi up, and it could have been really really mm-hmm. bad. But instead, it was just a really hard hit. And, uh, yeah, so, like I said, enough, not a bad defenseman. So, let's get into a couple uh, things, uh, Blues news, I guess you say, or Blues clues, whatever. Blues clues? Don't yeah. be any Strickland. Yeah, we're not going to be like There's that. There's only one, and he's fantastic. Because <laughs> he listens to the show twice. Does he? Oh, no. No, <laughs> no, no. So, a couple of things that come out of this game. Um, before we get to Jeff's thoughts on the trade deadline acquisitions, we'll talk about a couple of... Uh, uh, dogs. A couple of... Uh, We're going to talk about dogs? Yes. Dog show. Dog show. Uh, so apparently there was an article in the STL Today slash Post-Dispatch where the Blues entertained the idea of bringing back Roman Polak. So obviously they didn't because they got the McCulloch deal went through. But uh, obviously when they played Polak yesterday, they uh, rather pretty interviewed him and said, you know, wouldn't have been opposed to coming back pretty much. Yeah, it's... Uh... Anyone who follows me on Twitter knows that I had a little minor blow up on Monday, and it's because, you know, someone in my position, I get a lot of tweets from people asking, should the Blues get Chris Stewart? Should the Blues get Roman Polak? Should the Blues... I've had people ask about Jordan Leopold. Huh. And then, you know, back earlier this season when David Perron was traded, oh, the Perron talk here was crazy. And and listen, these guys are good players. They're good people. They, you know, obviously have friends here in St. Louis, but at the same time, like the team, a team trades someone because usually they didn't fit in the locker room or in the system or for whatever reason, time to move on. Like, yes. When these guys are gone, let's move on from them. And, and it's different. Like you look at Ben Lovejoy traded uh, from the ducks to the penguins uh, the Penguins was a team that traded them, mm. what, three years ago? Three years ago? ago, where he hadn't really developed yet. Yeah, he actually... He was well-liked by the fans, but... He completely reinvented his game, changed the way he plays. Now, he's a player that totally fits in Pittsburgh's system. Back then, he didn't. Yep. It's a different situation. He's had years to, to mature and develop. Pollock's been gone for a couple months, like... If you traded him, it's I know that uh, uh, Armstrong said it's a what is that a Rob Peter to pay, pay Paul Lee. That's why that's why he got Carl Gunnarsson because he needed a left hand shot and he had to sacrifice his right handed defenseman. But 
you got rid of the guy. Like, I don't really understand making that deal again. Like, you're bringing the same guy back so you can maybe have the same results in the playoffs. I don't know how you guys feel, but that's that's my thoughts. Um, I don't disagree with that completely. I think that this team obviously did need to um, get a little more dirty on the on the blue line, and Pollock fills that need. Um, but I think McCulloch, um, the upside is much greater than, than Pollock is. I mean, you know what you're going to get with Pollock, and that's fine. You know, look, man, McDonald's sells 20 billion hamburgers because people know what they're going to get. And it's the same thing with Pollock. You know what you're going to get if you bring him back. Um, but I think the Blues made the right decision by, you know, pulling the trigger on the McCulloch deal because the upside is much greater on the return than, than it is with Pollock. I agree. Um, Mahalik, I'm wearing a shirt right now. Yeah, you are. For those that can't see, it's a Penguin shirt that I got at the draft when he was traded. Got the shirt for five bucks. Couldn't nice. It up. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a much better deal. I think when he steps on the ice, people are going to love him. He's, he's not going to blow people up with hits, but he's just a sound defensive player, and if someone takes an extra poke at the goalie, he's getting right in between the goalie and that player, and that's basically what this team needs. Obviously, they, they got Bortuzzo as well to be that rough guy. We've already seen it a couple times at Philadelphia game when he, yep. uh, who was that that he hit after the play? Um, I can't remember who that was, but he hit someone after the play and ended up coming kind of being a Donnie Brook between the two teams. Yeah. That's kind of what you need from him. And Mahalik, you're going to get just a top notch defenseman that honestly could play in the top pairing if they need him to. Yep. So I think once he gets on the ice, which hopefully next, soon, which, both we had two defensemen that are out on the ice, Shattenkirk and McCulloch. They were, are skating. What do you say? I say McCulloch, right? It's I think it's McCulloch. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm saying it, it, it was. Correctly. I was listening to uh, it's Milan McCulloch, Zabinik McCulloch, I believe. Yeah, because I was <laughs> so annoying. What was I listening to? I was listening to uh, what's the show that's twelve to two on one on ESPN? One with Duncan and the other guy, oh. Stalter, I think. It was uh, funny how they were the turn. The turn, yeah. yeah. So they were talking. It was funny how. Salter was like uh, saying the right McCulloch, and then within seconds afterwards, he, and Duncan's like, "Oh, McCulloch!" Like back in the day, kept going back and forth saying the wrong name, like <laughs> two different names. And you're like, if you were listening to this, you didn't really know what they're talking about. At least we haven't heard Mitchellick yet. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> it's another note that comes out of Saturday's game: Jay Bomeister didn't play. So, Blue likes him. So he, uh, after having his Ironman streak broken this year because of a uh, groin injury, uh, played 36 games and then out again. So. Obviously, that's gone now, so I'd rather have somebody who's completely healthy. And, yeah, man, I agree. And, and Toronto is one of those games, games that yeah. if you're not feeling well, and look, Butler came in. Scored a goal. Yeah. Scored a goal. So, and played well overall, I think, as the whole team did. Yeah, you know, and there's no point in pushing it anymore. you got to figure over that time, a guy like him or, or uh, Andrew Cogliano in Anaheim mm-hmm. have probably had the flu or had a cold or – but pushed through it because they wanted to continue the Ironman streak. Bo Meester's older now. You know, he needs to start thinking about just being healthy for the long, long, yeah. the big picture, I yeah, guess. Much. And now that uh, that Ironman streak's gone, it's nothing he has to worry about. He can just sit a game if he needs to. So another thing which we'll, uh, before we get into Jeff's thoughts here, I'll bring up. Actually, let's do that first. Let's talk about the, the acquisitions that were made. By the Blues at the trade deadline. So we'll go with the big one first. So we just alluded to uh, McCall getting acquired from the Arizona Coyotes for um, 
Maxime Latuninov. Latuninov, I might say. Latuninov. Thank you. And uh, Blues potentially could get a pick out of it too, but it doesn't look like they will get that pick. It will be a third rounder if they do. It's if McCall never plays for the Blues, which mm-hmm. more than likely looks that way he will. Yeah, it's it's a. I love this deal. I mean, we kind of already glanced over it, but I think it's a real smart move for the Blues. It's uh, it fills a need, and that's something Armstrong even said that he feels like they got a little meaner at the blue line, and that's kind of what they needed. And I think we can all agree with that. Uh, Polak, I think I like Polak as as we all did. I think his toughness was a little uh, overstated. I would say I'm not saying he, was that he wasn't. He, he was wasn't really, tough. really strong. It's that he wasn't. He was more of a positionally sound defenseman. He wasn't a first pronger. Agreed. And, Agreed. And I think that uh, you know a lot of people are stated because the whole "don't open the pull lock door" thing that, that yeah. sprung out a couple of years ago. So you're getting a guy that, that plays the same, a similar style to Pollock, and like Pollock, doesn't take guff. I'll say in front of the net. Right. And that's what this team needed. What they missed, and I think it's a, a smart, smart move. And and getting that conditional third pick is a great spot too because the rumor was and we didn't ask armstrong this which we probably should have that's uh my fault let's blame me yeah um, I wasn't there. the rumor was that apparently first uh the coyotes were pitching they wanted latunov and and a conditional third round pick i'm not sure what the condition would be and then armstrong came back and said no if you want this deal to go through you're giving us a draft pick yeah so and uh, him and Maloney, uh, GM of the Coyotes, are good friends. So they they hashed it out, got the deal worked out, and and uh, it's a smart move. I mean, I think he'll play. Yeah, it's great to know that if he doesn't, you're getting something back. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think uh, that's a guy. Policy, it's a guy yeah. who before he, he was in Arizona the first time, and then for Pittsburgh, he was borderline like their number one defenseman. Mm-hmm. Coming out of that team, and then went to Pittsburgh on that big. Deal, that, he was uh, playing on the top line with Keith Yandel before yeah. Ekman Larson stepped in. Yeah, so I mean, it was a big deal, and then he uh, went to Pittsburgh. Like I said, might have been a system issue, but maybe it wasn't I the same so. exact player. Back to uh, now, Phoenix, or now Arizona, Arizona, Arizona now, and then still was a top defenseman this year, and they showed that he was playing as Armstrong, as you probably saw commented on, watched him play Chicago, and he's out there with. Taves and Kane defending those, yep, yep. which is, and they like the way he played them. So if you can trust your, he'll be a third pairing guy with the Blues. You can trust your third pairing Jackman and McCulloch for sure against them. You can save somebody like Petrangelo and Bomeister for a third line where you can might get more offense on. Them. Yeah, so. down the stretch too. Let's just say that uh, Nashville continues their slide and the Blues end up uh, getting a, a hefty lead in first. You could even start putting McCulloch out there as, and, you know, get him his minutes back so he gets back in the rhythm. Give him first-line minutes, and you sit Petrangelo a little more, rest him up a little bit for the playoffs, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you've got this option that you didn't have before. Yep, and let's talk about that. So Nashville is sliding, to say the least. Six in a row, 0-5-1 to be exact in their last it's crazy six. before this slide They've they have lost, lost two, in a, row, two in a row all never. year, and now they've lost six. Yeah, and all in regulation against different types of teams. Now they're all not, let's say, playoff perennial teams, but they just like they lost to Winnipeg last night. Who was they lost to the, New Jersey? Lost New Jersey was their team. They lost, lost to the Rangers. Lost to. I think the overtime game was Chicago. I want to say. Could I'm be looking it up. But yeah, so they've they're on a slide. So now the Blues. Are two games up after uh, Nashville had like a real heavy schedule there for a while and had a couple back to backs. Maybe that could have been one of the reasons, but possibly who knows? But 
Now you're talking about the Blues are only two points out with two games in hand. Which and is huge. The Blues are coming up on a week where they're at home, where the well, last home stand wasn't the best, but you're playing a team that's you know fighting for a playoff spot, Winnipeg. You get a rematch against rematch Philadelphia. So you could have, you know, and that was kind of a heated contest at times. And then you get the Minnesota Wild. Wild, who are the hottest team in an NHL. Hands up. Devin with, Dubnik might be the best goal in the NHL right you, now. That, that statement was said at the beginning of the year. Everybody would have laughed at you. Because that is what, a guy who went through signed, waivers When twice he was signed year. by the Coyotes, people were like, oh, it's a terrible signing. Yeah. He's not even going to play in the NHL. Now look at him. He got him a good return, and now he's tearing it up. Yeah, I think it was a third round pick, I think, or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah so he I mean, was picked by I was the, kind of thought that was a kind of crazy. Yeah, that was kind of a crazy th- trade there for a third rounder for a guy. But he was for a while there Arizona's best goalie for uh-huh. a while there when Smith was struggling. So you know what's crazy is that we we've talked forever about how nice it would be to get out of second place to avoid the Blackhawks. Well, now you're looking at the situation where if we would move into first. It's not out of the question that Minnesota or even Winnipeg jump Chicago, and we still get Chicago in the first round, mm-hmm. being the even if we win the Central. Yeah, and Anaheim's there. I think they've been like about five hundred hockey, to my knowledge. Every time I kind of watch them, it seems like they're losing a game. Like uh, the other night, uh, Anderson came back from injury and did not play well. So a lot of a. Uh, Moving and shaking the last couple of weeks here, that you, it's not going to be uh, just kind of like the last couple of years where teams are going to cruise into the playoffs. No way, man. Very few divisions have that right now. So um, there's what ten points that separate first from fifth in the central. Yep, it is uh, interesting. That's so. That is just not even right. Yeah, so. I, dude. It's the, I said it before the season. It's the division of death. Yep, so I think uh, if Blues look just at the wild play card 500 two, at least, we'll be in good shape. The, I mean, you look at wild card spot number one, Minnesota. They're at 79 points. Number two, it's uh, Winnipeg at 78. And then you look at uh, the third wild – well, the, the team that's trying to get in the wild card is L.A. They're at 75 points, so three points back. And they're battling Calgary for the third spot in the Pacific with 76 points. Both wild card spots have more points – than Calgary, and they're tied with Vancouver, who's in second in the yeah. Pacific. And I don't know if you can follow what I just said, but it's and, pretty yeah. crazy. And look at the East. I mean, they'd be sitting pretty in the East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a interesting last uh, about four weeks from here now. I think we'll be looking at the end of the season. And the, the crazy thing, speaking of the Central, is I looked over the last 17 games the Blues have. Ten of their last seventeen are versus central opponents. Yep, they got a very heavy schedule. They play Chicago twice. Twice I think they in the last week. Minnesota, I think, twice. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, got Dallas once or twice. I th- and yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, they're done with Nashville, which is interesting. Yeah, they they the- Nashville and um, Colorado. Colorado. Uh, are yeah. they? So they knocked out a lot of those, but you got Winnipeg here, and I think at Winnipeg last week too. I think so. So, but they got a little home streak here. Got three games in your offense. It's weird. You get three games. You're away for five, home for three, away for six. Away for six. So it's going to be mentally and physically challenging for the Blues. So I think it's going to be a good test to see if they are kind of see what they can uh, pull out of. Because it's going to be a, this is the dog days where you got to like fight for your playoff spot. I just hope that well, if you last year you get so they got so injured, injured, and just pushing for that President's Trophy. Why not cost them technically because they all got injured and tired. And then the playoffs came and 
six game well, losing streak. Well, if, if you don't think if you don't think Hitchcock is lighting the fire to them right now to do the exact same thing, you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, he wants the division, and, and truth be told, I think he wants that president's trophy too. I think he wouldn't mind it, but I think maybe not as much as in the past because he used, he brought up a couple times last year, from my knowledge, about. Well, he talked about his benchmarks for the season. Like, yeah. he wanted to be in first place come the Olympic break, and then he wanted to win the division. He wanted to win the President's Trophy and then go down. Um, you know, the thing that I, I think is interesting about this team is that it seems like they're they're pacing themselves a little bit more right now, mm-hmm. um, it, which sounds weird to say coming off of a night where we blew the doors off an opponent. Um, but it, it doesn't seem like this team is in its dead sprint like it was the last couple of years. Yeah, I think that's that's making a lot of people nervous. Um, I know when after the Philadelphia game, I had a bunch of people of talking people to me. Just you know, oh, I was this pissed, team's not but... ready. This team's going to falter in the first round again. And I mean, I, I think they're still going full throttle every game, but I don't think they've got it in the back of their heads. You know, oh, we got to we got to leapfrog Nashville, and oh, we got to make sure to not play Chicago in the first round. And I don't think any of that is going through their heads right now. And whereas I think last year after the Miller trade, I think they were like, this is it, guys. This is our year. Yeah. I don't think you're seeing that this year, which I'm hoping that means we won't see those terrible campaigns on uh, commercials. Yeah, they read the papers. That that yeah, angered that, me more yeah. than anything. Like That's not the way to get your team ready for uh, playoff hockey. And I think this year is also a little different, too, where last year the Blues were going into the, the last couple of weeks with a six-game uh, uh, losing streak. They were pretty much unbeaten unbeatable at home. The Blues were... I agree. But this year is kind of different. They're almost sort of balanced. They're 22-8-2 at home. While on the road, they're 19-11-3, which, which 19 wins is the tops in the Central right now. Yeah. So, well, if you look at their road games since January 1st, too, they have been almost unbeatable on the road. Mm-hmm. And that's impressive because I think they were at 500 going into 2015. I could be wrong on that on the road, but... Yeah. They were like 8-8-1 eight, eight, or yeah. something. Yeah, they've turned it up. Recently. Well, you yeah. you just brought up something that is really interesting, and I kind of wonder if it plays into the psyche of the team. Is I mean, the, the team made deals this year, but none of them were front-page headline deals like last year with the Miller. Splash. The yeah. Or it was period. obvious that, the, that Armstrong had gone all in, and obviously that plays on the psyche of a team where you know the pressure is on to win. They just made this big deal. Do you think this team is more relaxed right now? Yeah, I, I think they are. I think uh, this is definitely something that they know that and, and Hitch, or Armstrong said it too that this this deal he made or the three deals he made were more you know he wanted to supplement what he already had in right. the good team and he said before too that his trade deadline was the last summer. He built this team last year. Sure, absolutely. For a Cup. The, Stas- the Stasny deal. Yeah, was, the Stasny was the deal, and then obviously bringing in Laterra, yeah. um, shoring up the goaltending. Yeah. I know a lot of people were wanting the Blues to get a goalie at the deadline. But there was no, we talked about this. There's, who was there? Yeah. It's not like yeah. people like the only guy whose name was brought around was Niemi. Is that an upgrade? No, I, and I, that's his borderline if he was available, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. Even think that's the case. I'd, I'd rather have Brian Elliott in goal. Yeah, I mean, I don't sure. think. There was nobody. It's not like last year where you knew Ryan Miller is available. Mm-hmm. You know, what I sure man, I would love to go out and get a Jonathan Quick, but he's not available. Yeah. So 
Not there's not a lot of Jonathan Quicks out there to begin with. No. Yep. So. Well, we even brought that up. Like elite goaltending is great, but you look at a team like the Chicago Blackhawks, who won a Stanley Cup with Miami mm-hmm. and then shipped him out, have won two essentially because he's been on the roster with Crawford. I wouldn't call Crawford an elite goalie. No. I he's think like, he's good. He's, he's like, solid. You got, he's like got the Chris Osgood syndrome going. For yeah. Him, where he's got a really good solid team in front of him, and he's serviceable. And he's good. Yeah, yep. he's a good goalie. Yeah. Just not, not elite know, status. You, you think, look at It's like when uh, you look at a team like the, uh, was it the Ravens that won with Trent Dilfer as their quarterback? Absolutely. You know, I mean, it just shows you that that's not, there's not one position that makes a break. It's the, it is the most thankless job on a hockey team. Mm-hmm. When, when the team wins, it's because of the goal scoring. Not the goaltending. Yep. But when the team loses, it's all on the goalie. Yep. It is it is that one position where you get all of the blame and none of the reward. I feel like that's a lot worse in St. Louis too. For whatever reason, um, always I agree. Just because that that position hasn't been solid since you know probably you, your Joseph era. Well, and I was just going to say, I think a lot of that goes to, and he's probably to date my favorite Blues goalie. It's Curtis Joseph because mm-hmm. that guy would stand on his head for 82 games and go into the playoffs and, and probably win you one series. He's one or two. And then forget how to play hockey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 24 years straight in the playoffs, nothing to show for it. And then it's been the rotating spin the wheel of goalies for the last, what, 10 years? Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. And, I mean, we brought up the point a couple of months ago. If you looked at the last 12 calendar months, look at the names that have been in net for the St. Louis Blues. Yaroslav Halak, Ryan Miller, Martin Brodeur. Mm-hmm. Like, just those three. Let alone Elliot. Patrick, Patrick Oleen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, literally, I mean, dude, those guys, there are teams that would kill to have those guys. Now, granted, it was a 41-year-old Martin Brodeur. It's still Martin Brodeur. Mm-hmm. He got a couple shutouts. It's it's not like the Blues haven't brought in big names. You know, they went out and got Manny Legacy when Manny Legacy was hot. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they had Osgood for a period back in the day, and it didn't work out. But they out. had a good, real good team, too. Yeah. it's You know, it's not like the Blues have not made goaltending attempts. It's just... Dude, there's there's so few surefire goaltenders, and even with that, look at the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. The Vancouver Canucks had Roberto had Roberto Luongo, <laughs> and, and and they were a team. And I kind of always put the Blues in that Vancouver category right now. Is that each year now we're talked about as this is a team that could do it, but we haven't. Now Vancouver got to the finals and took it to Game Seven before yeah, they lost to Boston, away. but still like. They're kind of that team prior to us that was, you know, the the critic favorite. And, you know, pay attention to this team. They're going to go places. They're a contender. They're a contender. But never got it done. They had elite goaltending. Yeah. And they had great forwards with the Sedins. Yeah. It's, dude, it, it is luck. As much as it is skill to win a Stanley Cup, it is just as much luck. Yeah, I'm, I'm going along with what you said. Um, I just want to say... Vancouver is a much more fair comparison to the Blues than the Sharks. Oh, I agree. I think so many people are like, oh, we're the San Jose Sharks. No, we're the Vancouver Canucks. We're the Canucks because, they, yeah, they had that one year where they went to the finals, but you look at everything else, it was first and second round exits. Yep. 
the, the Sharks at least went to the finals, I want to say twice, the, the Western Conference finals, yeah, yeah. once or twice. And they've always had that elite talent. And obviously the, the Canucks have had the Sedins and the Kesslers. But yeah. I feel like the way they played and the way we played, it's a much better comparison. They had a long window that they didn't capitalize on. Sharks have been a Stanley Cup favorite since 2005. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know now this year, maybe even last year, is when you're finally starting saying, okay, they're not, there's no way. But that's <coughs> one of those teams where they had that window and they didn't do it. Yeah. The Blues, they just got in that window. I agree. People forget. I think this is the third year of that window. Yeah, 2012 was that first year they went to the playoffs. Yeah, they went in 09, but that, to me, was that, 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 that was, was not a team that got our role. Yeah, yeah, that was a team that got hot with Chris Mason and goal. Yeah. You know, oh, 2012. Five all. Five all. <laughs> yeah. 2012 was just, that was a good young team, and yep. people were already placing the Stanley Cup tag on them. I don't think that was fair. The next year, 2013, I agree. when they got Jay Bowmeister, that was the first year that I said they're a Stanley Cup favorite now. They're in the third year of that, so now they have to really start proving they can do it. Which yeah. I think the almost having the adversity is going to help this year more than anything, having to overcome the injuries during the year, not having it quote unquote easy all year or just, you know, you're on cruise mode or just whatever it is. You had to come over that adversity. You have inconsistent plays. You have to find that focus. So maybe like having all that, maybe that will come into play in the playoffs and be able to fight through. I think it's not going to be everybody's talking about how you got to get on a roll at the LA Kings and whatever that helps. But I think almost that is not like the, what the blues style is. I agree where I think every game is going to be, a grind and you're not going to have games that are going to be six to one. You're going to have games that are three to two, two to one double overtime. You're going to have teams yep. where it's like a defensive lockdown and hopefully that you're able to capitalize on your chances. I so think that's going to kind of be, I think the blues MO come playoff. Time. Yeah. And, and Jason and I have touched on this, but I would, I would love to get your thoughts is I think the biggest difference right now between a team like the blues and say a team like Chicago and LA is that Chicago and LA have been there and done that. They don't really care where they finish as long as they're, they're in. in that A. Yep. And as long as they're in, they know what they need to do to win. They've been there. Whereas the Blues still have it in the back of their head, we we, we got to take that step. We have to do it. And I think that mentally, anyone who's played competitive sports knows that there is that weight that drags you down until you finally find a way to shake it off. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, you look at the Kings from just a couple months ago when they were – pretty much out of the playoff picture mm-hmm. for good. Then they went on like a six or a seven game winning streak yep. and they've only lost like two or three games since then. They're starting to get that playoff drive. And you know, they they know they can do it. They've seen themselves do it. Sure. The Blues are still and we kinda you guys kinda touched on this when the Stastny comments came out. They don't they don't know they can do it yet. Yeah. And they're still there's like, that pressure. Yeah. They're still like we you know, we gotta be able to band together and make sure we can do this with each other. Whereas the Kings are like, Yeah, we, we know we're gonna do it. We're we're a good team, we've done it before, we'll do it again. Blues, this could be that year where they say that. They band together, play strong down the stretch. Whether they go far in the playoffs or not, I think we're all hoping at least second round this year. That way next year they can come back and say, Hey guys, we've done this before. Let, you know, we just need to get in and prove that we can be there again. And that says wonders. That's why when the Blues were getting all those Stanley Cup favorites in 2012, I didn't believe it. Like, yeah. 
You look at a team, even the Kings. I thought last year was a legit shot. Yeah, I really. I agree. I agree with that. But you know, you look at teams like the Kings and the Blackhawks. They had to lose before they could win. Absolutely. And the Blues are losing now, and hopefully that means they'll be able to start winning. Yeah. It's going to be interesting times in the upcoming months. So yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it up right here. Can I talk about my grievance for the week? Ah, yeah, I forgot about the. Oh, uh, what I do this time? It's not you. I hate sky cam in hockey. Oh, terrible, terrible. I, Thank I, you. I noticed it for the first time in the Vancouver game, and it was awful. It gave, I think it's, it a, it's me, a hockey night in Canada. It thing. gives me yeah. vertigo, like because it, it's constant zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. It's number one, the camera angle itself sucks, mm-hmm. and secondly, there because it's always moving. There's always a zoom in and zoom out factor. It wasn't as bad last night in Toronto, but I get what I get the concept of it. Yeah. It does not work for hockey. And it is awful. Please, NHL, do not make this a regular thing. Here's my problem with it too: is like you have that angle that everybody loves. Like every, yeah. even non-hockey fans, I've never heard them complain. Oh well, the angle sucks. I can't see anything. They complain they can't follow the puck. Right. So. Having an angle where you're farther back isn't going to help anything. With no, that. at all. It like, makes it so hard it to follow make what's any going sense. on. Like, just keep it the same. I get why you use it in the Winter Classic because yes. you're in a stadium that's tall enough that you can elevate that camera, and you don't have the giant scoreboard in the middle of the ice. Right. Yeah. Unless you can find a way to make that camera to where it can go everywhere on the ice, don't use it because just to have it on a line going back and forth is awful. I, I, like to the point where I got so tired that I would just look away. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. Yeah, I was okay with it, but whatever. Oh, it, it, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. It, it wasn't me. Like I prefer it. It was just like oh, okay, it's different. I was so mad. Is it because it's different? Is that it? Thanks. Is that it? Because it's different. No, it, I I don't like the angle. I don't like how far away it is, and I don't like how it, it constantly is zooming in and then zooms out. Because it's, every time it changes, it has to change its focus. Um, and they stick with the shot so long. Yeah, they yeah, do. They and it's hard to follow the play. It's terrible. And along those same lines, I hate the behind-the-net cam, too, when they use them on the power play. Yeah. I don't like that either. Was, like, that's a weird – I do admit that's like a weird angle. It's just a weird angle. It's hard to, like, really see what's going on. It's just – I don't know. It warps the view. Yeah. Not a fan of it. The thing that I don't like is that – it. With the camera moving and the puck moving, it's you have, you're trying to focus on this. Like you're trying to focus on a guy, and the guy is moving to the right. Well, the camera is moving to the left to try to keep, and it it plays havoc on me, and yeah, I it's hate it. I don't understand it. Yeah. Hey, before we wrap up, I've got two more house cleaning things I want to mention. Okay. Number one, uh, you guys might be getting some competition soon from nice. an old Let's Go Blues radio member. Uh-oh. It's not me. Wow. Uh, I do want to say that Mr. Uh, Kirk Price, I don't want to say much to you. We just started talking about it this morning, but he is uh, considering possibly bringing somehow in some way bringing Let's Go Blues radio back. That's good. Nice. So, awesome. uh, you know, I'm sure you guys, just like Beyond Checkerdome and Loose Chicklets would have a nice little friendly... Sure. Yeah, for sure. Whatever you call it. More coverage is better. Yeah, that's what I told them. I'm like, hey, man, more more coverage. That's what this team needs. Yeah, because it wasn't for that uh, show. This show would not be here, so you look at it that way. You know, uh, Beyond Checkerdome guys told me that, too. I was kind of happy to hear that. They said that it uh, all started with Let's Go Blues Radio, and 
when they heard us talking, they said the same thing you did. Well, heck, I could do that. Yeah. So pretty cool that uh, that little show that we started three years ago now maybe yeah. was uh, four four years ago. Might have been four years ago. Yeah. Uh, has spawned all of this. It's yeah. uh, it's nice to hear. Yeah, so it's pretty awesome. It's good to hear. Number two. Number two. Okay, let's just say Ole Jokinen oh, God. scores the game winner in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, you end up getting your Jokinen jersey. Yes. Um, for whatever reason, obviously, if he scores the game winner, they're probably going to resign him. I would imagine so. So he's resigned. He does it again for a second year. Oh. Would you get an Ole Jokinen portrait tattoo on your arm? Absolutely not. <laughs> You wouldn't get a portrait? Absolutely not. Come on, two years in a row he no. wins us the cup. No, no. Well, Chris also, like, we've had a discussion where Chris has been still trying to figure out a tattoo in general. Yeah. So, but I, I think that will what not about, be his mother. What about just, like, just like a 13? Off, or, like, Ooh. are you yoking in with me or uh, something? I don't funny? know. I would have to think about it. Okay, so and here's got, the thing, like, it, I have no, there are, there, in each sport, there's a player that for no rhyme or reason, I hate. In football, it's, uh, um, who's the guy from the Patriots who's now on ESPN? Teddy Bruschi? Teddy Bruschi. Oh, really? I despise him wow. with every fiber of my body. <laughs> now, I'm a Bills fan, so that kind of plays into the Patriots. But he's just, ah! I want to punch him every time I see him. That's who's, only Okanen. Who's your baseball guy? Um, yeah. John Crock. John Crock. John Crock. Oh, man. John, no reason. I'm sure he's a nice enough saying, dude. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. If he had a mullet still? If he had a mullet still, maybe? It could be. Could be. Uh, and basketball, I mean, I don't really follow pro basketball. Reggie Miller? No, no. Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller is awesome. Oh, wow. man. Dude, you, uh, you bite your tongue, John sir. Starks. John Starks. Uh, or Scotty Pippen. Really? Yeah. It's a good Scotty Pippen. But but in hockey, yeah, I haven't watched it a lot. In hockey, it's uh, it, it's hands down Ole Okunen. And I didn't realize till uh, Peng said it last night. This is his tenth team. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. He's for a guy who has a, like twelve hundred games. He's played for a third of the league. Yeah. Can you My, name all ten teams? All ten, oh, I can think. Geez. Calgary, One, Toronto, two. Nashville, okay. St. Louis, okay. Florida, Atlanta, Florida, Florida for sure. I don't know Florida. Florida. Um, Winnipeg. 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 Oh, That's man. six for this sure. Is, this is making King, he was drafted by the Kings. Huh? Drafted by the Kings. Was he? Yeah, yes. he did play for the All Kings. All right, so seven. That's seven. Uh, I got to pull it up. Okay, yeah, going. pull it up. I, um, seven. I want to put him in Atlanta for some reason. I could be you completely might be wrong. Right. San Jose. Because no. if it was Atlanta, that could be what put him in Winnipeg. Did you say Toronto? Yes. Okay. I thought he signed with them, but he could be hungry like wins in Toronto. I'm kind of wondering if the Atlanta team is what brought him to Winnipeg. That is, I don't know, that's driving me crazy dun, now. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I'll see you guys soon. Look we'll it up. Faster. All right, let's we'll talk about faster. something else. So have you seen all the funny memes with Ole Jokinen? Yeah, yeah. Dude, the UFO waffle one is the best. Ready? Uh, Ready? I don't know. Have you Ready? seen that all? Ready, here we go. Is this in order? Uh, we can do in order, but let's see if you can get them. Right. It was not. Uh, Atlanta's not on there. Atlanta's not okay. on there. So we're at seven. You're the rest of the team draw. Oh, cheater, awesome. cheater. <laughs> no, 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 that's the show. Oh, that okay. <laughs> that's good right. actually. Uh, so we're at seven. So you um, have. Hang on, I'm looking at my head, looking real quick. You have one, two west or one west, two east teams left. One west, two east. 
One west and two east. Um, Arizona. Did we say that? Uh, you didn't say that, but that's one Phoenix. Okay, so Arizona. Okay. So we got two east. You have two left. And one was the second team you played for, and one was the... We said Panthers. Are they right? all teams that are still in existence? Yes. Okay. So, uh... One's a, well, I'll give you a clue. One is an original six team. Really? Boston, Chicago... Uh, Hmm? Is it the Rangers? It is the Rangers. Oh, he, he played, played for the Rangers? He traded the Rangers from the Flames, right? Correct. I'm, hey, I'm oh, <laughs> right. I forgot about that. Wow. I didn't so who else? Was it one team? It's from the East? Yep. Uh, Second team played. You know there's a bunch of people right now that are screaming. It's, it's usually you. And it's usually, right. yeah, it's usually, it's usually you. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Not Pittsburgh. Philly? He went to Rangers. He sent with Brandon Prust in exchange for Alice Katolik and Chris Higgins. What a trade. Wow. Yeah. So we're missing an East we're missing team. East. It is the second team you got. He went to, and I will hang on. I'm almost there. It's uh. And a, for a big ah, uh, for one of the best hockey names he got traded for ever. Wow. Casperitis? No, close, close on the team. Um, I'm I'm out. Um, New York Islanders. Really? Team. When was he an Islander? He was in following June 20th, 1999. Jokinen was traded to the New York Islanders along with Josh Green and Matthew Byron. Matthew Byron, I believe. Byron, I say Byron. Whatever. Byron, maybe. And, maybe a first, Byron. 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 and a first-round pick at that year's draft to the Islanders for Brian Smolinski, Marcel Cousineau, sure, a fourth-round pick, yep, and a fourth-round pick, and Zygmunt Palfi. Ziggy! Wow. Oh, I love Ziggy. So that's what brought Ziggy to L.A. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Man, Jokinen, there's so much rich history behind uh, Ole Jokinen. And he was included. How could you not like? And he's included with the trade with <laughs> Roberto Luongo. I, I, have, I knew that. Again, I have so no I reason. I have no reason to hate him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He obviously has talent. He has hilarious memes. He has hilarious memes. <laughs> I seriously just can't stand the guy. Us, and apparently somebody's getting attacked upstairs. Ten so hope it's only Jokinen. <laughs> He's coming out here to kick your ass. That'd be awesome. <laughs> if you guys were like, and here's Ole, I'm like, oh. All right, last housekeeping thing since before I do this. Jeff, did you take any of my musical suggestions from last week? Uh, no. What were your musical suggestions? Uh, how can you not download Make Your, make your Shoulders Touch Your Elbows? Oh, by the way, I or, did see the last Parks and Rec episode, and that is song. an awesome song. <laughs> when that came on, I could not stop laughing. So that's the song I was talking elbows. about. <laughs> so that was the one song that was <laughs> so good. So that was the Little John and Tyga. <laughs> Tiger. <laughs> ben Ova, OVA. After you said that, I actually paused the podcast and went on YouTube at work and, and put that. That song video on. is insane. <laughs> I watched the that fat video. Fat lady dancing with the side of beef. Yeah, that was awesome. Correct. And then my second one was uh, DJ Assault. Yeah, oh, that's my favorite. That uh, ass and uh, women's boobs. Women's with boobs. Starts with a T. Starts with a T. Oh. Ass and that yeah, word. That word. And then, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. And, uh, and my third one. Once again, our my favorite. I guess my it has to be my favorite artist, Tyga, uh, Rack City. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so those are my three suggestions. And I'm already talking about yet. like barbecue, right? Like yes. Feedback ribs. When we there is to, a there okay, is a place next to my work called Rib City. And every time I see it, I was just like, I want to call. Rib City's actually not bad. Is it? Yeah, I see right it's right called Rib City. No, I'm sorry, I, I like bandanas a little more, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, I'll try it this week then. When yeah. we were uh, in Des Moines for Bacon Fest. One of the rooms was like a club, like club uh, music Area. room. Yeah, so good. And the featured DJ was 
DJ Rack City. We were like, we gotta go! Oh, DJ Rack and, City! And a chick, too. Which and was it was a chick yeah. with huge rack. Yeah, so they oh, actually did rack nothing. Of barbecue ribs. Yes. yes. Okay, alright, wow. She just told them the whole time. Yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah, she wasn't playing any music. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, was, she was staring at her computer the whole time. Staring at the computer with probably, angel wings on. Yeah, probably oh, looking at Olyokin awesome. memes, probably. Olyokin oh, Was that my ex girlfriend? Might have been. Might have been. So, uh, good stuff. So, if you like to get a hold of us, on Twitter <laughs> at Blues Hockey NHL uh, on personal Twitter at JPM Blues Fan Twenty One. Get to think about that for a minute. Half a second because I don't. I, I go to it all the time. I mean, right. <laughs> uh, I am at Hossapalooza. Let's go through just a multitude of things that Jeff does. I don't know. If I, I don't can keep, remember them all. I don't keep track of everything anymore because every time I tried to, I was like, I don't know what he's doing anymore. Okay, so we'll start with uh, where you'll find my Blues post, InsideSTL.com. Just go to the Blues tab up there at the top. Uh, you can also hear me on uh, Hit St. Louis Morning Show, The Morning After, uh, with Tim McKernan, the great Doug Vaughn, and uh, Jimmy the Cat Hayes. Uh, I come on, usually it's Mondays between 7 and 8, but uh, they've been having me on sporadically as well, but uh, just check out for that. I usually post on my Twitter, at jponder94, when I'll be on. Uh, let's see, also write uh, NHL news and notes for thehockeywriters.com. Uh, let's see, is that it? I think that's it, that's right? It. Yeah, which you just said that. I was going to bring something up. The Blues are now posting on their website the like uh, notes, like game notes, yeah. that are given, I guess, to a more press type thing. Right. But they're actually posting that for fans. I don't know if it's before the game or after the yeah, game. Yeah, they, uh, they send those in emails to all the media. Yeah. So, so they're going to start cool doing to it. see they're doing it for the fans. Yeah, so too. I just saw them actually post that on their Twitter. I think it was before the Philly game. Mm. So I was like, oh, that's cool. They're going to start doing it because it's a lot of good information on there. So Indeed. They sent us some great stuff. If, uh, you, those that follow me on Twitter know that I tweet out a lot of stuff before home games. That's stuff they're sending in my email box. So anything you're reading that those interesting, like, you know, all-time records or the last time out the two teams played. Um, I usually get that from the Blues themselves. Yep, so it's so. pretty cool that they're sharing that with the fans now. Yeah, so it's awesome. that. Uh, so check for that. I'll have to find the link exactly where it is on their site, and I'll try to tweet that out before the next game, which cool. is Tuesday. Tuesday, yep. So you won't be there. I hate you. We'll be there. I just want my damn shirt. I'll give you your shirt. But yeah, I'm gonna be Star Reno. Wars night Tuesday. Yeah, it's Star Wars night. I'm gonna, oh, I have to go to Reno cool. for work, and while I'm there, I think I'm just gonna shoot a man to watch him die. Ooh. Come on. It's a Johnny Cash record. There you go, oh, man. I know. Hopefully, his name. I gotta is not educate you. You need to stop listening to DJ Assault and start listening to some Johnny Cash. I'm gonna musically educate you. Does he talk about? <laughs> he does not talk about Rack City. Yeah. He well, should though. He well, should. It's a shame. Can't anymore though. No, because he's no, dead. He's a good man. Real dead. He's dead. Real dead. Real dead. Not also, fake dead. <laughs> fake dead. So the other places, real quick, to hit us up is on our website, blueshockeypodcast.com, and also on Facebook, this search blues hockey podcast. Yeah. And that that that. Uh, make sure if you want to go see our girl Melissa, who's throwing some new blues picks at our. What's the word we're looking for? Awesome. Yeah, that's good. She's a nice lady. Yeah. She's a she's a nice lady. Yeah. <laughs> Dorothy Mantu's a saint. Dorothy Mantu's a saint. Say at MSR Melissa Nicole, and I believe it's Melissa Nicole for Facebook and uh, STL Melissa Nicole MSR Melissa Nicole for Instagram. So she's right. watched more blues pictures she took this week, um, which will be on the website. So please, still not wearing pants. Correct. No, just like me right now. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Just, just like. 
that's how we roll that's on the right. podcast. <laughs> so I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Oh, yeah, Brooke Royal, thanks again. Thank you, Brooke Royal. Buy that stuff. I am going to tweet out the I, side note before I keep going. I need to keep track of things. But uh, so they announced Rock Band 4 this week. Which, oh, boy. Really? I'm a, like, I really loved doing that back in the day. And yeah, I, me it, too. Di- it died real quick. But uh, it was a fun thing. So apparently, uh, the thing that they started now is they have a link on their website, and you could go there and type in the band name and a song as suggestion, and then they'll take it into consideration. Really? So, um,. Somebody put let's out there. Let's start a campaign to get Let's Go Blues oh, on Rock Band 4. So I would buy that game just for that. So that's, that's what I was thinking about. So let's do that. I'll tweet out the link uh, when I post the show, and we'll keep tweeting it out there. Let's get Brooke Royal on there. Believe Blues How the name of the song. How sick would that be? I'm saying this on your show, so that way now you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, put a post on the website, too, and yeah. keep it as a sticky post so it always is up top so people know to do it. Nope. Because this is amazing. This I is think this should be a call to action for all the Blues podcasts to get all the followers. Agree with that. Yep. Let's so get let's uh, do that. Checker Dell involved. Let's checklets everybody. Yeah. So we'll tag let's them make it happen. That. Try to get inside STL involved as yeah, well. Yeah. So Speaking Bleed Blue. So uh, yeah, because I saw somebody put it out there for uh, Greek Fire for Top of the World and stuff, which also a band should that be I do there. like, which, moon, which is good, good uh, which is also a good song. So, yeah. but since Blue centric, we'll stick with. Brook Royal and Bleed Blue. We need Blue. to come up with a hashtag. Maybe not right now. Not now. We're, we're <laughs> not now. <laughs> that's that's about two hours later. It's like a three-hour <laughs> yeah. podcast. Right. We're going to no. be talking about Schwarzenegger and other things. Yes. So let's not do that. That'd be awesome. But no, so let's uh, let's get that going. I'll tweet that link out. And like Jeff just suggested, which I'll, I think I know how to do that, but I just... It's, I'll show you. It's very simple. So anyway, that'll be on the website. And then also I'll put it out there on Facebook. And then Chris and I will try to put it on our... Uh, Twitters as well, yeah. and Jeff will too. Since I said it, now you have to do it. Too. That's right, I will. So there you go. So all right, it's all the this internet. Now, so <laughs> yes, exactly. So it has to be true as well. Our <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff, thanks for coming on this week thanks and you guys. giving your insight and knowledge about all things balloons. You want to say it this week? Give me a break. Oh uh, yeah, I'd love to actually, but you got to finish it first, right? I'm nah. totally ruining this. It's nah. all right. No, I can I can not edit this, so we're good. That's you true. Didn't, you didn't give us a what to do this time. That's what I was going to say. Do you want to uh, say it? Yeah, I'll say it. All right. I'll do it. Should I just cut it there now? Sure. No, it's good. Say it. Go ahead. This is the worst ending ever. Yeah. What to do?